0: Hello and welcome to this week's Oyster Stew. I'm Polly Cordell, managing director of the Oyster Solutions Platform. And this week I'm joined by Gray Houghton and we take a little look at annual reviews and compliance calendars, and things to think about here in January. We hope this gives you an idea of areas that you can give some attention to as you start out the new year. And happy new year, everybody.
1: So you're the practice lead for the Oyster Solutions Platform. Do you only work in the Solutions Platform? only work in the solutions platform
0: I historically have worked outside of the solutions platform with our big compliance calendar for advisory firms that we keep on a spreadsheet but about two years ago I put my first client on solutions and that really kind of changed it for me and then once I had a couple of clients on solutions I kind of refused to do a whole lot outside solutions so that's how I ended up with the platform.
1: Well that seems reasonable. Can you tell a little bit about the annual review requirements for
0: firms? Sure. So whether you're an advisory firm or a broker-dealer, you have some sort of annual requirement. And firms will look at their compliance programs kind of top to bottom and see how effective they are, whether that's the IA version of that review or the BB version. It's really your main goal is to look at your compliance program, top to goal is to look at your compliance program, top to bottom see if it's running as you expect it to, and see if it's effective. Um, On the advisory side, you have a reporting requirement that falls under 20647. And on the BD side, you have a 3120 requirement and a 3130 certification that needs to be done. So when firms are looking at their compliance programs top to bottom, they tend to pull a lot of the work product of their program and look at the work product to make sure, for example, advertisements are being approved the way they should be approved, that they're getting approval prior to posting if that's required, that anything that's going on in the system from an audit perspective, whether that be an internal audit or a regulatory audit, that those things are getting addressed, uh, that they're being followed up on. It's a good time also for firms to look at their risk assessments and kind of take, really is just the whole firm the compliance perspective of the whole firm, top to bottom, every part of it.
1: Got it. So before you use solutions, how did you facilitate that annual review?
0: For my annual reviews, prior to having solutions, I had a checklist. I love a checklist. And I went through and I pulled various documents. So for my in my experience with my firms, I like to run my compliance testing throughout the year and then pull it all during that review, and make sure that the testing of the compliance program that we did throughout the year was effective. That where there were issues identified, those were either addressed or we addressed them in the annual review and determined to remediate them at that point. And then After that portion is done, I write up my report with an overview of our business, any changes that have happened that year. I look at complaints that have happened that year. I look at complaints. Complaints are a big part of everything. Um, So I look at complaints, and then I come back and, and create a remediation plan. And that remediation plan would identify and address any of the recommendations, any recommended changes to our policies, any recommended changes to our processes, and then I'm going to document all.
1: Okay. And now that you do it on the platform, how do you do it now?
0: So within Solutions, we still have a a series of steps. However, they can kick off to multiple people at once. So I could ask the trading manager to send me a report and he would automatically get an email that says, hey, attach this report. He attaches that report. I can even give him a template to fill out of what information I need say, download this, complete it, give it back to me. That can be happening with him at the same time. For example, my registration department is getting us, hey, run reports off the CRD system for late filings or any um, dropped state filings for an individual or the firm, and then I can confirm whether those need to be addressed, Um, then all of that would come back in a review step for me, and it kind of gives me everything in one place. Now, one of the other things I like to do in a solutions annual review is look at all the workflows of the system. Are they getting done? Are they getting done on time? And if they're not getting done on time, is that a regulatory issue? Is it a resource issue? and address that then. So the system allows me to run some dashboards and some reports about past due work and work that's not getting done. I also don't, I'm not susceptible to someone saying, oh yes, I reviewed this report on December 15th, when in actuality they reviewed it January 1st. I'm going to see in the system exactly when we closed out a step. So it tracks all of that for me, and then I don't I don't fall prey to the, oh, I signed this but didn't date it. Oh, yes, I did that on December 15th. I did that on time, even though I didn't put a date on it. So it kind of locks in a lot of my processes to make sure that I don't, um, you know, have any issues with what actually happened versus what I'm being told happened.
1: Right. That seems like a great tool. Well, since it's January, we should probably talk about the compliance calendars, too.
0: Sure. So as folks are doing their annual review, I recommend that they take a moment and look at their compliance calendars as well. Some of that will get picked up just through the recommendations in your annual review. You'll decide we need to do a new task or whatever. Don't forget to add those to your compliance calendar. It's very easy to get your Annual review report out of sync with your compliance program by saying you're going to remediate something, but then not tracking it on your compliance calendar. So make sure that those compliance calendar. So make sure that those get updated as you go through that review. Also, a really good time to look at new regs that have come out over the year. Make sure those are addressed in your compliance calendar. And in particular this year, looking at Reg BI and making sure that you have the steps in your compliance calendar to make sure you're in compliance with that reg before it starts. So you've got a form CRS you need to fill out. You've got policies that need to be written. You've got communications that need to be sent. All of those things should go ahead and be added to your compliance calendar now, at the beginning of the year, and then you'll have that as you go through. Um, now, in solutions, we when we make a change to a policy, so for example, Reg BI, if we're going to make a change to a policy, we immediately – create the workflow and attach it to the policy, the workflow that will enforce that policy. And then where we can, we schedule it to kick off automatically so that it doesn't get dropped. Um, forget to look at the big compliance calendar checklist or get something done. Uh, The other thing I think I mentioned earlier was risk assessments. And this is really, as you're looking at the full picture of your firm and your compliance calendar, a good time to make sure that you haven't Um, obtained any new risks during the year, new lines of business, new products that you're offering, um, new types of clients that you haven't had in the past, new employees who may not be as up to speed as your employees who've had a longer tenure with the firm. So go ahead and get that stuff into your risk assessment and kind of do the whole thing. It puts a lot into that first quarter of the year, which is generally when we see people doing their annual reviews particularly on the IA side, because you're going to have your updating amendment that's due. So it puts a lot in that quarter, but it also gives you a really good start to the year to have everything in line. And and going forward, you'll know exactly what you need to be doing month to month. And solutions, in your compliance calendar, you want to make sure that you have some means to not forget about that calendar. That was always my biggest issue with the spreadsheet was I would be caught up in my day-to-day work and miss going out and actually logging it in the spreadsheet so I might not complete some smaller task that wasn't really on my radar at the time. But I am doing all the talking here, Gray. So um, you've worked with some of our clients as compliance analysts. Um, what would you say were your biggest challenges as you worked with them? You
1: know, <clears throat> I'd say the biggest challenges that, that, that I have with with the firms I work with is there, there are so many things that you you have to make sure you stay on top of, but they're not necessarily a daily task. Um, and what happens is you may forget something like your email review. Uh, and first thing you know, you have forgotten it for not one month and two months, but six months. And then there's no way to fit that into your schedule. You have a lot of review that needs to happen, and you just don't have the time to do that. Uh, It's really important that all of the different tasks are in front of you. You cannot forget the things that are not necessarily daily, but there's something that just has to be done. Um, State registrations might be another example of that. That's something that needs to be checked. Uh, and if you wait for a year, you may not have picked up on the fact that you have a rep who is doing business and you were not aware of, and you didn't get that done. So that's something that needs to be examined, uh, you know, periodically, systematically, but it's just not something that's in front of you. Those
0: are actually really good examples. We have a, done a lot of email cleanup projects as a firm because it does tend to snowball and that that is one of those things at least for me i don't like to do it daily i like to have a bunch of stuff to review at once so i can see a big picture of what's going on rather than just a picture of what's going on rather than just a, a what happened today kind of picture so it's a really good example of something that can snowball and the state registration is also a good example um we have a monthly review of that in the solution system and i i would say unless your compliance folks are looking at every new account coming in or unless you have a system that will lock that down, state registrations, particularly on the IA side where you have the de minimis, and some states will allow you five clients, some states won't, that can get challenging because you're watching that number and you gotta know when it crosses the line. Now on the BD side, we see a lot more firms that have a system that will lock it in. You can't open the account until that person's registered in the state. But depending on your system that you're running, your back office system, that may not be the case. And so you've really gotta be watching that closely because for the broker dealer side, it's it's a one client rule. So you want requirements right when that account is open. So um, I know you've also done a lot of work outside of solutions. I know you work with some of our clients in solutions, but you've done a lot of work outside of solutions. Um, what are some of the projects that you've worked on outside of solutions that um, and, and some of the challenges that, that you've encountered there?
1: Well, another one of the big uh, projects that I do is trade reviews. Uh, and this happens, um, you know, the trade reviews have to be timely. And so this is another thing that, you know, some firms require a weekly trade review. Some firms require a monthly trade review. Um most firms have some sort of daily uh, trade review, and, and I've worked in all three of those sorts of situations. Uh, but it's an outside system, usually. So it's somewhere where you have to go into another uh, system. Uh, system, You've got to remember to go to that other system. Uh, you've got to have that information in front of you. And then you have to transfer that information from whatever trade review system you're working on. To the system of your firm, so that they can maintain whatever documentation is necessary. So it's a it's a multi-step process. It it can be uh, taxing. It can be time-consuming. And again, it's something that you have to keep in front of you. Um, you you can't just like email review. If you if you have it set up monthly, and that month gets away from you, and then you've got Another month in front of you, then you again, you have too much work. You, you don't have enough time to get it in. So that's something that is, it's really good to have uh, a reminder in front of you that, that has to be uh, processed. You have to have it in front of your face. You have to do it and move it to the.
0: Yeah. So we've worked with a lot of trade monitoring systems at Oyster and um, we actually are getting ready to launch our own trade monitoring system. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. I, um, As a chief compliance officer for a regional firm that was on multiple platforms, trade review was a big, big challenge. We had one platform. No problem. It had an alert system and would alert you when there was a trade that needed to be addressed. But then for the other four platforms, I had no real alert system. So, I had to either look at trade blotters or run exception reports or review statements or take samplings of accounts, and that can get challenging. So, what we're doing with solutions is we're bringing in multiple custodians to the one place and allowing firms in most of your trade review experience. Are you looking trade by trade and a Count by count, maybe like on a monthly basis.
1: It, it's a it's a, a mix of that. Uh, some of the platforms do a do a daily trade alert system, as you talked about, and some of them just do a monthly spreadsheet. Uh, so it's it, it and the mixture of those. It's it's difficult to keep up with.
0: Sure, and seeing one client or one household across multiple custodians has always been a trial a, a trial for me. So. What we're doing, hopefully, to resolve that issue for folks is bring in the multiple custodians, let you look across multiple custodians at one household. So even if Gray has his IRA at one firm and Gray and his wife have an advisory account at another firm platform, I can still bring both of them in and look at the whole picture of that household which gives me a better view, particularly when it comes to things like concentration on the advisory side. We see a lot of clients who may hold uh, long as they worked for a company. And so they'll tend to segregate that over in a non-billable account and then keep their other assets in the billable account. Uh, but being able to see concentration across that whole picture is, is important, I think. And there are a number of alerts that work that way. It's not just um it's not just concentration so what we're doing is we're allowing firms to choose free to alert, are you going to look at the account level the client level meaning gray's ira and gray's individual account combined or are you going to look at the household level which would then bring other household members so gray's ira his individual account and his joint account so you can look at the household level you can look at the client level you can look at the account level Um, And we hope that's going to take a little bit different approach than we've seen in most trade review systems. Um, There's still a daily trade blotter if people want the daily trade blotter, but we like the idea of bringing in multiple custodians and having it all in one place. We really like the idea of being able to pick and choose how your alerts are going to run and being able to do that yourself without having to go back to a programmer and say, hey, turn on this alert and make it this way. Um, we've made it simple enough that our firms can customize that for themselves. So I think that hopefully will um, be a big difference for some of our firms. Um, Certainly our solutions firms that are going on the monitor will have a a different way of looking at things. Okay, well, I think we have run out of time. It's a podcast and we're supposed to keep it short. But I think we could talk about what needs to be done for the year for a very, very long time. But um, we will wrap it up. And thank everybody for listening. If you want to learn more about Oyster Consulting and Oyster Solutions, you can go to Oyster, O-Y-S-T-E-R-L-L-C.com. Or you can reach out to us at Mm 965-5400.